Welcome to the Boys in the Iceberg, the podcast where we recap Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode for fans new and old. I'm your host, John Listman, immigration attorney by day, stand-up comic by night, airbender at heart, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. I'm Jeff Miller, TV writer, avid mind wanderer, and aspiring waterbender. We did it. We we're in the Earth Kingdom, and we're about to meet the Earth King. Uh, but uh, yeah, we things are, are going to happen first. Uh, so let's uh, let's make some things happen, shall we? Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. All right. In this one, the group breaks into the Earth King's palace to inform him of the Hundred Year War, which the Dai Li has kept secret. They eventually convince the Earth King by showing him the destroyed Fire Nation drill, and Long Feng is arrested for treason. Meanwhile, Zuko succumbs to an illness, which Iroh calls a metamorphosis caused by the former's conflicting destiny, and the prince is haunted by nightmares. Azula and her friends now disguised as the Kyoshi warriors successfully infiltrate the city. Wow. How, uh, how non-linear is that uh, overview? Anyway, that is a good Absolutely. Overview. I want to just mention this is book two, episode 18. Let's get into it. The Earth King, shall we? Less than an hour after the events of the previous episode, Team Avatar relocates to a small island to discuss what they should do next. Katara and Toph both wish to leave Ba Sing Se, as they have found Appa and thus have no reason to remain there. On the other hand, Sokka wants to stay to inform the Earth King of the conspiracy within the city, as well as the approaching solar eclipse arguing this was their reason for going to Bossing Se in the first place. Aang agrees. Ultimately, all four ride bareback on Appa to Bossing Se's upper ring, where they manage to break into the palace, tearing their way through the strong defense of Royal Earthbender guards. Okay, this uh, getting through the guards business is going to merit a lot more talking, but... Uh, oh, yeah. that's That, that could be its own... <laughs> Meanwhile, they have a dilemma. You, they they got they're taking sides here. Do we fly away right now in Appa or, and go along our merry way, or ask the king for help? What, what do you think is the right move there? I mean, look, the whole reason he went to Bossing Say is to talk to the Earth King and tell him about the solar eclipse that's that's coming up. Yeah. Um, obviously, on your way, stuff happened. Appa got taken, and it became about finding Appa. Yeah. Bottom line, the other aspects of the mission never really changed, except that you discovered that there's also this citywide conspiracy run by the Dai Li. Mm -hmm. um, they're a very intimidating and difficult force to deal with, and you are adding having to handle that. But at the same time, you have to. I mean, as the Avatar, you can't not have bossing say in your corner and you can't let this i also think just aside from the mission itself of, of letting him know it would be it would be wrong for team avatar to just leave bossing say high and dry knowing that they've been kind of under this hypnosis for a yeah. century yeah i mean well in the early part of the episode i'm, I'm just <clears throat> I, I was thinking on it i'm just like just fly away right now um because uh, e even with all the armies of the world united on the day of the Black Sun, there's a certain, uh, you're still going to have to complete your mission, young Aang, young old Aang. <laughs> and, right. uh, you, you know, you're going to have to beat this guy. So uh, 
I feel like he wants to use it as a distraction as much as the military advantages that are inherent in uh, getting the Earth King on your side. Um, But okay. They ride bareback. That's the first time we see this. I I love this image. Uh, It's like, really? Yeah. I mean, dude, you think a horse needs a saddle. Just you wait. (laughs) Yeah. Just you wait. Yeah. It's, it's important. It's it's funny. It's it's exactly how it should be. I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and exhilarating. <laughs> and uh, they make their way. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know why there, there's this theme. They'll probably become a, a positive energy, and everything's going to be okay now. Uh, and Sokka says now, "Oh, we'll just sail right in." But why, Sokka? What has ever been easy in this city of all places that you're just going to sail in? I, I laughed immediately. Well, knowing that, like, yes, in the moment when you got Appa back, and this is shortly thereafter, he threw Long Feng into the ocean, but he didn't, like, cripple him or anything. He just threw him out there. And then they even recognized there's Dai Li looking for him and them out in the water. Or not him, just them. Um, so, you know, Long Feng hasn't gone anywhere. Now, it's yeah. funny. Who they face when they first get there aren't, I don't think, the Dai Li. It's just the royal guards and the... Yeah. Earth Nation military, and there are swarms of them. I mean, there are so many that they fight. It's crazy. It's 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 really. Um, first off, dude, that we are like in the first thirty seconds, two minutes of this episode, and we have like uh, a finale level battle. There's just wave after wave of Earthbending guard. Right, the first yeah. I, I broke down waves. The first mm-hmm. one, they uh, ang massive earthbending builds pillars under each one of them uh it was unbelievable then they uh just dude everyone had unique strengths i mean dude there was this like corridor that they went down uh guitars whipping water i mean it's crazy it's really impressive there was one moment uh well there's a bunch of moments and you're gonna break them down but tough early on did this move where she had these like dual um, rock like shields kind of crossing in front of her as she walked uh, kind of you know going back and forth these squares or rectangles of rock uh, and as she walked it just completely repelled everything. Sokka I think was mainly you know when they eventually had the platform or anybody got near enough to them he'd do the hand-to-hand combat and I think he was able to use his boomerang at times. Aang was mostly doing earthbending. I know. Again, not airbending um, and Katara's water whip has really improved. I mean, it used to be like, do you remember when we first saw her trying to do it? You know, she kind of barely barely. did it and she accidentally almost did it behind her and it froze some people. But with the whip, she's gotten one where it hit the back of someone's head. Oh yeah. But this one, this water whip is going around that entire row of people and knocking them back. Left, right, around, unbelievable stuff. Everyone's flexing. Dude, dude, you're just getting the sense wave after wave after wave that they go through. This is designed for when the Fire Nation finally breaks the wall and like the whole fleet is attacking, not just three or four people. Like it, it was almost like they were zombies or, or just you know droids. Just it's the, it's the it's the inverse ninja theory. Yeah, it's the, it's the Foot Clan and Ninja Turtles. It's, exactly. It's anybody in John Wick. I mean. Or the idea that one on one, these are always, you know, they're always shown to be these incredibly, 
you know, well-trained, highly qualified fighting soldiers. Well, maybe not the Earth Guards. We know this is not to die late, but we're to assume that they're yeah. well-trained. Um, but then for whatever reason, in a lot of these movies and shows, whenever there's a lot of them, suddenly it gets a lot easier to take them on. Um, the worst example of this, I thought, or best, depending on your perspective, was the second Matrix movie. When, you know, at the end of the first movie, yeah. fighting Agent Smith was the hardest thing in the world. And granted, Neo's supposed to have exceeded and become this great fighter, although later in the movie, he suddenly wasn't. But um, all of a sudden here, like, you know, they're throwing a million Agent Smiths at him and he just knocks them all off by himself. It's, it's a little absurd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to break up this, uh, this fight by, by level... Go for it. No, I mean, and then the, I think we have. There was the the pillars on the outside, the long corridor, and then this final level where we reach this impressive imperial staircase that would take you 20, 30 minutes to climb. It's like a pyramid. Yeah, and yeah, Toph yeah. flattens it, makes it like the complete flat side of a pyramid. And just, just imagine an entire army sliding down a pyramid they have no defense no control that they're being out bended by one phenomenal bender there that, that was so cool and the gang forms their own triangle to elevate up this rock well they, they have their yeah. own kind of uh yeah giant block of that also fits appa mm-hmm. i don't want to undersell that mm. this thing is so big it's got them and freaking appa behind them yeah. um and I love that they're also standing in front of Oppa, even though he could take care of himself, because he could tell Aang was just like, you know what? We just got him back. We need him to help prove all this stuff to the Earth King, but let's just make sure that he's behind us and, and keep him safe, which is very nice. Another thing I did notice, and I'm just now realizing it, especially after what you said, um, you know, you could have all the armies in the world, but when you eventually confront the Fire Lord, Aang's going to have to do his thing on, on the Day of Black Sun. And seeing the way they're able to just almost walk through this yeah. like massive Earth Earth Kingdom army, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just again these aren't as well trained as other armies, or you're just looking for massive bodies to use so you can kind of keep soldiers occupied. But it doesn't really seem like they'd give you much advantage aside from that because they're clearly not yeah. that formidable. No, I don't know. Or are our heroes just supposed to have gotten that good at this point? Yeah. Oof. It's, it's, it's one or the other. That, that's for sure. All right. Meanwhile, Iroh and Zuko arrive at their apartment after freeing Appa. Iroh happily reassures his nephew that he did the right thing. However, Zuko states that he doesn't feel right and suddenly collapses on the floor. Shocked and worried, Iroh rushes to his side. At the palace, Aang and his friends reach the Earth Kingdom's throne room, where they encounter Longfang and several Dai Li agents standing before the Earth King as a last defense. They try informing the king about the Hundred Year War, of which the king is oblivious, and Longfang's conspiracy, but this proves difficult due to their position and his trust in his chief advisor. They drop their weapons in an attempt to gain the emperor's trust, only for Long Feng to attempt to arrest them. However, the Earth King learns that Aang is the Avatar and decides to hear Aang and the others out 
after seeing his pet bear Bosco acting friendly towards a forgotten Bosco. Um, oh yeah, Bosco knows best. But who knows best here in Iroh and Zuko? Uh, always Iroh, but <laughs> always Iroh. I, I always uh, just that yeah. he collapsed physically so quickly. Uh, the sort of the physical symptoms of this fever dream were uh, a little much, but uh, fine. He collapses. I thought he was drugged. Like like when I first saw that, yeah. Well, it, he's not. You know, it, it's not that soon after. It's now been at least an hour or two. You know, a couple hours because this is. You know, don't forget we're with the other team, and it's about an hour or so after the events of the last episode, and however long it took for them to get from there to their place in the middle or lower, or no, I guess now upper ring if, if he's yeah. got his own two shot. Um, but it, it kind of makes sense. And I think it also happens a little bit quick. You know, he gets back and he's feeling a little woozy and then all of a sudden he's just passed out. I think that once, you know, we find out that his, in, his, his inner self is kind of in turmoil and all that. Um, but if that's the case, then they're not going to, you know, your, your body's not going to be able to maintain normal, behavior as you know waking life so to speak if it's in turmoil it's going to kind of shut that all down and it makes sense that he just collapse yeah and go into the subconscious fever dream yeah um man this is going to be a fun analysis when we get to the dream yeah uh, but first uh we go back to the gang here and uh they make it to the throne room but before they make it to the throne room <laughs> just Again, we saw wave after wave. They're killing orcs. They're just wiping every foot clanman yeah. out of the way. Uh, and they reach this door, this beautiful door. And Sokka's like, <laughs> I'm just going to kick it. And it's, it's, it's like, okay, a reality check. I mean, we, 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 we just walked in past an army. Uh, his yeah. lack of bending. Him of all people. It's on full display. Uh, but they make it, and they get the the audience with the king. It's kind of a low blow on Zuko to be, or I mean, on Sokka to be honest. You know, yeah. I get that they're throwing it in because they need, I guess, they need a some comic relief moment from Zuko every like nine minutes of screen time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm making that up. But uh, you know, that was it. There, uh, it was funny. You know, I, I also think that after you take out that many soldiers, you feel pretty invincible. Oh yeah. So it doesn't matter how big the door is. Yeah, you know, Sokka's like, I am Sokka, master of, you know, getting the moon to fall in love with me and splurting wonderful haikus out of thin air, and nothing can stop me. I've just invaded the palace. Take this door. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I we'll get into it a little bit more later. But the idea of these of these uh, animals coming to the rescue is cool. Before that, another thing that we kind of looked over, also in conjunction with the comic relief. They're apologizing like this whole time that we didn't, even, you know, we, we forgot to mention. Right. Going up, Sokka's like, we're on believe it or not, we're actually on your side. And they're saying, sorry, sorry. And they're trying not to like give anybody any like life threatening injuries and hurt them just enough to like knock them out and get away. Um, it's kind of like when Batman has to knock out cops that don't realize he's actually on their side and he just needs to get to what he's doing and he can't worry about dealing with them the right way first. So he has to kind of like subdue them, but you don't want to do anything bad because they are good guys. You know, this, this is still the earth kingdom army. Right. When this is all over, you're hopefully going to want that back on your side for the day of black sun. Yeah. So it's just this really funny kind of like 
sorry we're whooping all your asses, but uh, we really just need to get by you. There are some times in that fight where these metal, like, concrete blocks literally fall on top of, like, some legs of a lot of these soldiers. So I don't know how not injured they are, but it's great getting there. And then you see the Dai Li and you're like, okay, why did you not... Like, you literally waited for them to get into the throne room. If you have these agents still, like, yeah. why were none of them outside? Um, that would have really helped the, the Earth Kingdom. I mean, yeah. You know, what about the other... Oh, I guess, again, if this is so shortly after the other battle, maybe a lot of the Dai Li agents are still kind of recovering from the ass-kicking up yeah. and the gang gave them mm. and Jet gave them uh, and Lake Lao guy. Okay, that's the other thing. They were only gone... Well, we'll talk about it when they get to it, never mind. But, All right. So in the room, man, they drop their weapons because the, the show is on a trust and they're arrested. Uh, and then these earth handcuffs are put on them. And, and it's really only, I love how Aang's like, no, dude, I'm the Avatar, trust me. And he like puts his hands out in front of him. And it, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, hey, I'm stronger than these cuffs, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think every time he's been held or restrained in any way outside of, in fact, the only person who's ever restrained him so much that he can't escape it has been Zhao. Mm. When the blue spirit had to free him. Everyone else, whenever he's had his hands tied or rock, yeah. whatever, he's managed to obviously bend his way out of it. Um, yeah. And I love that here too. It's like, by the way, Daily, hi, they're all floating around my hands. Okay. Yeah. Um, but dude, uh, Hey, by the way, I'm the Avatar. It, 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 it's like, no way, really? Like, <laughs> what, what are you doing here? Like, like he doesn't yeah. want to hear him out or have an audience with him or talk one-on-one or, eh, I don't know. We'll, Bosco well, likes him. Yeah, okay. I will say, like, you know, it, it's very hard to believe, you know, when they first walk in, they're like, we're on your side, we need to talk to you. And everyone's like, dude, they just, like, they just, destroyed half of your army and they've taken out all the Dai Li. They've literally listened to nobody since they've arrived in the city and now they're here insisting to talk to you and you're just going to treat them like allies. I mean, it's very easy to believe, to not believe them. Yeah. Um, but then, aside from that, when you realize that the Avatar is the Avatar and he's been missing for this much time, mm-hmm. I don't care if you believe in a war outside the walls or not or what you've heard, everybody's heard of the Avatar. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're not saying there's no Avatar outside the walls of Bossing Say. They're just saying right. there's no war yeah. outside the walls of Bossing Say. And the Avatar is the bridge between the human and spirit worlds. He is supposed to, or, he, or she, it. Um, they are supposed to be like reason and balance and 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 like the light, the good. So it's a lot easier to not immediately dismiss them when you hear that he's the Avatar and he proves it by airbending. Yeah. Plus, uh, air nomads are monks. Yeah. Um, and, but, yeah. But also just how polite they were. <laughs> like, like, I can't, the, as they're destroying everyone, uh, I think he's like, he refers to the king as your earthiness. Like, mm-hmm. he's so, uh, he's so humble, yes. despite uh, being the effing Avatar. All right. He also referred to Momo as your Momo-ness at one point. So I think that's ah. also an ink thing. Angus, Angus. Royals, Royals always ended in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ang, okay. Describes the various events of which the Earth King is unaware. A hundred year war raging outside the Boston Say's walls. 
Long Fang and the Dai Li's conspiracy, the imprisonment of Appa, and the brainwashing of Jet and countless others. Long Feng denies all the charges brought against him, claiming that he has never even seen a flying bison. As the Earth King ponders the unlikely allegation, Long Feng whispers that Aang and his friends are part of an anarchist cell attempting to overthrow him. The Dai Li bind the group with Earthbending, and the Earth King orders that the group be detained. But Sokka has an epiphany, and with Aang's airbending, exposes a bite mark that Long Feng had received from Appa. Long Feng claims it to be a birthmark, but Aang brings Appa in the room to compare the mark to the bison's teeth, invalidating the claim. Although unconvinced of the larger accusations of conspiracy in the city, the Earth King agrees to investigate the matter. Long Feng frowns and shuffles off with his Li agents. Um, yes, your earthiness, it's time to listen. Okay, so here's Animals to the Rescue. You know, first you have Bosco showing, you know, a liking to Aang. And let's not forget, Bosco and Aang have met before. The first time they were trying to see the Earth King at his party for the bear, for Bosco. Sure. Aang was entertaining Bosco with various airbending festivities and tricks. Um, But also, obviously, every animal loves Aang. He's he's Aang. Um, And then right after that, you have a scene where Appa comes in and helps kind of sway the Earth King to the Avatar and Friends' side a little bit more. Um, I just love it, you know, when all when all else fails, when you're dealing with this kind of seemingly overwhelming corruption, just rely on animals to do what's right. <laughs> yes. Um, a bit on Long Fang here. Yeah. How he controls information. He a trusted advisor, once, once he has that trusted position, you know, he says, fake news. No, no, and, and, and it just negates everything. Uh, I couldn't help but feel you know, reminded a little of this. Absolutely. You know, what, re-watching this for, for this podcast in 2020 has given such... They're an anarchist cell. sadly new perspective on this, you know relevant perspective on this given what's going on in our country you know you have voter fraud fake news i mean you literally have they, he he might as well be calling team avatar antifa yeah yeah <laughs> um and you just you hate to see it and i remember watching this originally being like man this is so corrupt and evil and these guys are not you know thank god nothing like that could ever go down here <laughs> <laughs> um even though when this show was airing you currently had a president who's vice president was whispering lies about a war in the wrong country, you know, or about evading the wrong country and weapons of mass yeah. destruction and all this nonsense. So I guess it wasn't that far-fetched. But this is getting ridiculous. You know, you literally yeah. have, don't believe any of the news outlets. Don't believe any of your, you know, of your scientists or your military men. Just only believe the fringe conspiracy theory, like greedy, corrupt assholes. Um, I am right, and only yeah. me. I mean, just like uh, everybody else is wrong, and uh, everything is ridiculous. And okay. then, as things start to get noticed, you know, this kind of fulcrum: do you just admit what's happened, or do you dig your heels in mm-hmm. and dismiss that and try your hardest to get out from under this? You know, you you know, Long Fang's going to do the same thing, and it's kind of what's happening right now. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not going to concede defeat in the election. I'm just going to pretend everything's wrong and everyone hates me and is being unfair and lying about it. Um, God, we're almost crazy. It's going to be almost done. We're going to. I like that we're going to have a new president before we're done. Recording. Well, okay, no, there's, there's a moment, yeah, yeah. there's a moment in this episode that I've just wanted to see happen for four, for the last four years mm-hmm. at so many times that hopefully we'll get to see live on TV. We can only hope. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Meanwhile, Iroh watches over Zuko, those whose, whose condition appears to be worsening. He's a feverish and incredibly thirsty. At the same time, Team Avatar and the Earth King ride the monorail to Lake Laogai. The Earth King states that he had lived in isolation, having never been outside the palace before in his life. When they arrive at Lake Laogai, they find that the entrance to the subterranean facility has collapsed or been destroyed to prevent further investigation. They decide to show the Earth King the outer wall, which was earlier penetrated by the Fire Nation's drill, but the king refuses and decides to return to the palace. He changes his mind, however, when he's told he can ride on Appa. Okay. First a bit on Zuko. This, is a, this fever is so much more intense than uh, I thought you could have just on a, a, a metamorphosis-type dilemma, but it's intense nonetheless. It, it uh, very much resembles a, like a, a, an addict um, yeah, withdrawal. getting clean. You know, yeah. these withdrawal symptoms, the idea of like, just fever sweats, tossing and turning, these crazy you know, nightmares, waking up just thirsty like you haven't drank in weeks. Um, yeah, there's this one scene where he's trying to, you know, he gives him a bucket of, of water with a ladle because he's laying on the floor. Yeah. And instead of using the ladle, he just kind of tosses the ladle and <laughs> drinks right yeah. out of the bucket. And then he takes the bucket and launches it across the room and passes back out. Yeah. Wouldn't you think a uh, upper ring tea shop entrepreneur have a glass to drink water out of? I don't know. I was just like, why, why are we drinking from us? I don't know. Anyway. Well, I think Iroh being as in touch with spirituality and everything mm-hmm. else as he is, um, not that he knew exactly what was going to happen, but he, I think he knew the drill of what was happening with Zuko and you know, in this fever dream, he'd probably be unpredictable and he probably didn't want to risk him breaking a glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I Just like, well, he's, all he needs is cold water and quite honestly, he's in such a delirious state. You could drink out of a bucket. He's, he's, Iroh's in touch with what matters most. Yeah. Uh, but you know who's out of touch? The king. Uh Yes. Oh, this king, he's not only never left the upper ring, he's never left the friggin' palace. Like, don't, don't you want to see the world or something? <laughs> Just, I don't know, go on a boat? <laughs> Do something with your life? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I'm amazed that there wasn't a stronger connection between the Earth King and Toph. Mm. Because they both seem to have such a similar background in terms of like being sheltered, being privileged, being naive about the ways of the world. And not that she's naive, she's aware of a lot of it, but I guess inexperienced with it, you know. She had done her kind of underground wrestling gig, but aside from that, she'd never really left the town that she was in, you know, she'd never done anything. It's true. Um, I, I do love seeing him on the train. It's a bit of a you know, look, between you and I, I think we were talking beforehand, as great as this moment is, there's already plenty of comic relief. I would have much rather explored more of the Zuko Iroh story. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it's funny seeing the Earth King kind of react to this public transportation. It's also funny how I guess just because the Dai Li's there with him, the patrons on the you know the other citizens on the train aren't seeming to react that much besides a couple of glances to the king yeah. like you'd think they'd be like oh my god or like bow or something like this is royalty you know there's, I no, there's literally about no reaction that. right it's it's all like oh my god i'm the king this is so wacky no one's like what king are you kidding me like, is that like king what's going on is that a, is that a king costume is that a like, the king has never left the palace before. So you'd think in a place like Ba Sing Se, the king leaving the palace would, A, be huge freaking news unless they've been lying to everybody and people just assume he is doing regular kingly things and they don't realize that it's actually all the Dai Li yeah. and he's a figurehead. Um, Sounds plausible, yeah. But also that he's, like, kicking... So clearly if he's never been outside of the palace and he's confirming that, then absolutely he's never been in any sort of a public gathering or space before with the citizens. No. So it's you're right. It should be a huge deal. Like yeah. people being like, "Oh my god, what's I going mean, on?" I mean, I wonder if they don't know what the king looks like. The wow. well, he's wearing maybe. I understand. Maybe he's just some like tough. I mean, some noble, but not like the top noble of all. Uh, because it's, it's, yeah. Well, I, you're right. It might actually be like seeing somebody who looks like a celebrity at like a restaurant. And being like, oh, is that, is that Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> I mean, it looks like Matt LeBlanc. Should we go, should we go say hi and see if it's Matt LeBlanc? You know, something actually happened to my fiance and I once. Um, but wait, was it? Yeah, I guess Matt? so. And, and the fact that the Dai Li is there and they're so like kind of terrifying. Hmm? Oh, it was yeah. Matt. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just a good We didn't say thing. hi because he was like surrounded by six other people. That's how but, it uh, goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. How are you going to ignore a king? Yeah. Um, you know, going back a little bit here in this paragraph, uh, you know, back to Iroh and Zuko. After he launches that bucket to the wall, he kind of lays back down and passes out, you know, barely getting the blanket on him. And Iroh kind of leans down and tucks him in. And it's just a really nice, you know, not only does it not get upset about the bucket being thrown, of course not. Um, but then he sits there and he kind of tugs Zuko in and, and it just reassures, you know what, you're going to go through something really tough. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm here to kind of guard you. Phenomenal. Phenomenal and, stuff. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, they take that public transit to Lake Lao guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's already destroyed. Now, uh, it's not destroyed. They're earthbenders. They, they just shifted the tunnel or something. Uh, that's a really good question because Toph, we've known, can make doors, tunnels, whatever, walls, kind of at will. She's made tents. Um, what's to say, you know, I really do think that she felt in there and what they did was literally have the walls kind of came in, cave in on yeah. the tunnel, or, or I mean on the underground facility. So she checked underneath and like theoretically the structure was still there, but it was just completely filled with rock. Yeah. However, if that was the case, wouldn't that affect like the water level of the lake? But then I don't want to get ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe even in the writer's room, they asked these questions and then somebody was like, dude, we'll be breaking this episode for the next three and a half years if you get that picky. So let's just move on. <laughs> um, so, you they know, built, and, and it makes uh, sense. Like, yes, they, they, they built a network of sewers out of rock, right. obviously. Yeah. 
And uh, that's how they got it done. Uh, but just the fact that the Daily still really runs the city, the, I mean, that they could even send word and destroy this in a matter of, you know, moments to put this I, plan into effect. I feel like, like you said, how those Earth Kingdom guards attacking was kind of like their failsafe or their plan for, you know, inevitably if and when the Fire Nation were to breach the walls. Mm-hmm. I think the Dai Li very much has these failsafes and they, mm. you know, I, I, yes, it's been a hundred years. They feel very much in control and in power, but they're also unlike, luckily, <laughs> the people running our country right now, they're very intelligent and very clever and mm-hmm. very forward thinking in terms of plans. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they, it might not have even taken that long. It might have been as, as easy as like a switch or something. And they had a series of like, you know, pulleys and levers and, and other stuff to help it all kind of cave in on itself. Yeah. Um, and maybe they didn't actually need a lot of time to coordinate doing it. Yeah. Bottom line, when you get there and you see that, it's weird. But they also didn't, you know, like, I guess you could just say, well, you pulled up some weird line of like crushed rocks. So what, what does that prove? Mm-hmm. But it did still look like there was some sense of a path and an opening. And, it, you know, maybe he might still ask like, well, that is, that's clearly not just the sand underneath the lake being pulled up. Like that is, and that was an entrance to something that's been sabotaged. But, uh, Without a doubt, yeah. I don't but, know. uh, hey, they got other places to show them. They, uh, the drill. Okay. So the next, to take them to the drill, I was wondering, could the Diedley have cleaned this oh. up? Inside? Well, they, they, could, they, they couldn't have, but we're not quite at the drill yet. They're just going to go to the drill. Ah, um, but I love how they use, again, another animal saves the day. They're very much reluctant yeah. to go see this drill, and they point out, hey, You're you right could happen. ride Appa. We saw how much you wanted to when you were on the train before um so that's pretty cool i also think that the earth king is very naive but deep down definitely seems like a good person yeah i i i was wondering to be a earth king shouldn't you have to know bending i mean it's a it's a bloodline yeah i suppose i suppose all right we're gonna keep moving here zuko has his first fever dream he sees himself as the Fire Lord with a hairstyle similar to Ozai's and no scars. Two dragons, one blue, the other red, the angel and devil on his shoulder, coil around his throne and whisper advice. The blue dragon, in Azula's voice, tries to persuade Fire Lord Zuko to rest, while the red dragon, Nairo's voice, tells him not to listen to the blue dragon and to instead get out of there. The scene crumbles around Zuko and the blue dragon attacks, fading to darkness as Zuko sees an image of Ursa calling out for help. Wow, okay. This this dream, the just like the chills I got from just first first the imagery of seeing Zuko as the king. Is this what he wants even? That's that's literally what this is. I mean, this is this whole this whole I don't know if he's actually called it a metamorphosis yet or not, but this whole thing that's happening with Zuko is the, you know, what, what, what's being shown here, the two halves of his inner self, you know, really butting heads with each other. 
Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the blue dragon, the blue flame of Azula. Um, it's very much the 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 devil and Iroh, the red drag, you know, the red dragon, the dragon of the west, mm -hmm. the angel on his shoulders. Absolutely. Um, <sighs> I like that Azula says sleep, sleep. Sleep Give like in. mother. Like, yes. that, that, that was what shocked him out of the dream. Like, oh my God. What, what, what a horrible uh, Azula-esque thing to say. Azula demon, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It seems very much like, while Azula has been relatively straightforward with most people and doesn't really cut corners or, or BS them, yeah. um, unless it's deliberate, this almost feels like this is more of the id, this is more of the subconscious. And if Azula, you know, even Azula, as cruel as she can be in the things she says, there's still a sense that she's holding back, you know, that she's capable of so much more. And here, this would be his subconscious. It's only natural for Azula to say the most horrifying thing she can oh, to yeah. him. Um, just, just this whole... This, these fever dreams, this is intense metamorphosis Zuko's going through is such a huge part of this episode. I mean, huge part of the story, but it also, I, I described it earlier as kind of a, a throwaway this episode. Like, like there's so much going on with the gang I, and they just have to find a place to put this. Yeah. Um, interesting. Mm -hmm. I, you see, I wouldn't call this like a filler or a throwaway no, really no. because... It, but, There's but, a I lot mean, that goes down, but it is very much like compared to what's happening in the episodes prior. Yeah. This is almost like a reset. Yeah. Um, for the gang, it's just dealing like it's like we've mainly dealt with the Dai Li, and you know we've gotten him back. They don't really have leverage over us anymore. Um, but now we have to deal with this last part of it and just getting to the king, and then it's good. Yeah. And then it'll be smooth sailing. And so this does feel a little bit like a yeah. Yeah. Bit. Speaking of the king, the Earth King arrives at the outer wall and is shocked to see the remains of the Fire Nation's drill. Long Feng makes a hurried attempt to pass the drill off as a part of a construction project. But Katara asks why there's a fire insignia on the drill. Long Feng says it was imported. But the Earth King is unconvinced and orders Long Feng arrested. The two Dai Li agents accompanying Long Feng share a conspiratorial glance and bind Long Feng's arms with metal manacles. When they return to the palace, the king agrees after some persuasion to support Sokka's plan to invade the Fire Nation on the day of the solar eclipse, dubbed by Sokka the Day of Black Sun, when the Fire Nation will be helpless. Okay, king, you've, uh, you didn't believe the bite mark, you didn't believe the lake, now we're at the wall and you're looking at a Fire Nation drill. You're this is why you have to leave the palace every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, third strike, you know, third time's a charm, three strikes, you're out, whatever you want to use. It's this third thing is certainly what pushes it over the edge. And it's, it's very hard to deny. I mean, the scramble that he makes, you know, Oh, it's a construction project. Oh, it's important. Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> um, this, is, this is what happens when no one says no to you ever. And uh, all the Earth Kingdom seems to have done is built this, like, really big wall around the drill. Yeah. So I guess people, like, walking by maybe couldn't see, but... It's there. And you couldn't cover it with more yeah. rock on top, too? Like, true, true. I, I don't know. I was impressed how quickly Long Feng got to the outer wall. Um, 
there, he's right. not on a flying bison. He he's just like as the gang arrives, he's like, oh, let me just get out of this hatch that I was, you know. Yeah, it just comes out oh. of the rock. Yeah, that's a good point. He, uh, yeah, I wonder if they have if they do have some sort of underground. Yeah, like like a subway or something. A Dai Li only. Yeah, where, where Dai Li agents push the track the way they yeah, do. Yeah. Um, interesting. That's, uh, that's my theory. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, but yes, even the insignia, it's all too much. Okay, these guards, obviously, um, former Didley, uh you, you can tell, you know, you're, you're questioning if they're going to arrest it, and it, the questioning lingers for now. It does, but it's also, God, like you just, you see this and you wish that our government, you know, like, again, this is something that I've been wanting to see. I think many people for the last four years and maybe if we're lucky on january 21st we'll oh. get to see it but this shot of i wish somebody turning and being like all right take him away in handcuffs because this guy is a corrupt monster who's done nothing but try to destroy and control our city you know or our country whatever it is um but just like getting to see this it's it's so like vindicating especially for team avatar after everything he's done and his delusions of grandeur um you know you're finally seeing a, some real justice they're getting appa now long fang is finally being taken into custody i mean yes questions linger but Sokka wasn't that off early on where he's like we're on a roll yeah um they're on a roll yeah Sokka puts it greatly he says long fang is long gone oh yeah <laughs> LOL. Oh, I love that. He's line. waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> love it. A long time. Um, Sokka convinces the king here, but there's still some resistance. I, I just don't get this king. Yeah, you can't trust the Dai Li. The Avatar is asking for your help. <laughs> Are you going to refuse the Avatar? <laughs> like, what is your backup plan? You, you don't even know what your city looks like. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's more that he's just hoping Aang's wrong. You know, I don't think anybody wants to, you know, this is some heady news for somebody who has no idea yeah. what's been going on. I mean, it's a hundred year war. That's crazy. So true. Um, and, it, and it's probably so tempting to just be like, ah, oh, you know what? That is terrible and it sucks, but, but things are pretty good here. Let's just stay here where it's safe. You know, and, and it's, it's a weaselly, cowardly, terrible thing, but we don't yeah. know him that well. It's so true. Uh, so I actually thought this was kind of the end of the episode. Like they just get the king on the side, and I went and I looked, and there was like six minutes left. Yeah, like like there's so much in this episode. Uh, just just getting the king on their side would have filled an early episode for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, they move at a fever pace. Yeah. Yeah. Much more to go on. Uh, here, the Earth King's top generals, who are known as the Council of Five. Raid Long Feng's office and discover files about every person in Ba Sing Se, including Aang and his friends. Included is the note from Guru Pathak that was attached to Appa's horn, informing Aang that he can teach him how to control the Avatar state. A letter from Toph's mother saying she's in the city and wants to meet her daughter, and an intelligence report giving the location of Southern Water Tribe warriors led by Sokka and Katara's father, Hakoda! Wow. Okay, so there is certainly two monumental revelations in this scene. Um, 
we knew that the or that the that the guru had left a note for Aang, uh -huh. presumably just telling him to come meet him at the Eastern Air Temple because he's got something to show him or teach him or what have you. Yep. We didn't really know what it was. We didn't know he was going to teach him how to control the That's Avatar right. state. That's right. That is yeah. so freaking huge. Like, that is such a big deal. And it's... The, the, the thing that I've always loved about this series, and it, and it is something that I'll admit kind of fell short in Korra. And, and you know, people have their reasons for loving and not loving everything. Um, I think the significance of an Avatar being able to control the Avatar state, and that really what truly makes them, as an Avatar, this power that is just so hard to to deal with or, or handle or or face and is, is just so like constructive as well as destructive but you know very powerful and 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 exemplary and in Korra you know it, it's a huge moment it happens at the end of book one and then despite being able to control that it's almost like rendered moot a few episodes later it's just kind of like weird yeah I think Avatar really makes you appreciate what it means for an avatar to be able to control the avatar state and how powerful um that makes them yeah uh no and and, and hakoda <laughs> and well okay that's also first i well so first i would sort of get tough getting a letter from her mom hey mm -hmm. tough i'm in the city um yeah see okay i i was into it i i, I was thinking tough's mom we she hasn't had a spoken a word on this whole show we don't know who she is what her character is we know her father is the stern do the government way thing guy and uh maybe the mom got away for a weekend and was gonna have a nice girls i don't know i thought tough was gonna have a happy moment from her childhood uh for a minute there it gave me hope yeah you know i was i was thinking for a second as you were as you were saying that yeah maybe there's more that they're 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 establishing that there's more to Toff's relationship with her mother than we've seen. We just, I think she did have one line, but it was like, it's time, "Is it time to move on to dessert?" Like after Aang yeah, airbent right. the food on everybody. The one um, yeah. But you know, hearing Toff talk about her parents with the gang, I feel like if she did have this other, you know, closer affectionate relationship with her mom that would have been a little bit more present in her attitude and her, and her opinions. Um, I think it is a little out of sorts for her to just be like, Oh, she's here at bossing. I mean, maybe she did come to visit though. You're right. We don't really know much about her. Um, but it just seemed a little, I don't know. Like if you knew where she was and how to reach her in bossing, say, instead of just saying, Hey, I'm on my way. Like, wouldn't it have been a letter? Right. Like, some I personal thing? Yeah. I, I, I don't she know. could have knocked little... on a door, maybe. She has her Beifong flying boar document that is so admired by the bureaucracy in this city of walls and secrets. Right. <laughs> ha! Um, Hakuna's okay. a big one. Yeah, so I'm going to... Let me set it up, because we the way the letters are, are revealed, it's first we find out toss moms in the city it's like whoa then it's like guru's gonna teach me the avatar state whoa then it's uh hey Sokka katara there's no letter oh man just this war thing and uh, hakoda whoa! <laughs> they got it up. very good reveal yeah. and uh 
they, they bum you out to bring you right back up. I, I, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's very, it, it, it is a, it's an uplifting moment the way they, the way they orchestrated it. Yes. Yeah. So yes, now Hakoda. What a, an exciting thing. You know, first off, confirmation he's still alive. I don't know how, you, you can't, those seas, you could always die. That's my feeling. Well, for know. his kids, I yeah. mean, the audience knows. Really we just saw in Appa's Lost Days yeah. um, that he and many other Water Tribe members noticed Appa flying overhead. Yes. Uh, but I'm happy for Katara and Sokka. Right. Yeah. They're, they're caught up to us. And yeah, you know, it's one thing to hear from Bato and then go all this time. And then all of a sudden you see that, you know, hear that. And it's like, oh, nice. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that excitement. I felt that love. The ups and downs oh, yeah. of Avatar. Speaking of ups and downs, we got back at their apartment. Iroh informs his nephew that he's going through a spiritual metamorphosis because releasing Appa went so strongly against his self-image. Iroh tells Zuko that this transformation will not be pleasant, but in the end, he will emerge as the beautiful prince he was always meant to be. The metamorphosis. I mean, if there was a word, we, we've already mentioned it, to talk about Zuko's fever dream here, that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'm, you know, we hope that he just, he emerges from his Zuko cocoon as a beautiful Zuko butterfly, man. Yes. <laughs> the prince he was always meant to be. Prince doesn't mean you have to do things your father's way. Right. It means you have exactly. to, you know, uh, be a prince, Zuko. Okay. Just means you need to be a leader, right? Yes. Back at the gang, elated by the news they received, Aang and his friends try to decide what to do next. Katara suggests, albeit reluctantly, that the group split up. Aang initially objects, but finding no other reasonable course to take, he and the others agree. Sokka, however, sadly states that uh, he will stay in the palace as the Earth King will need his guidance in the days to come. Katara quickly cuts him off, knowing that her brother's desire to meet their father is greater than her own and states that she will stay with the Earth King instead. Thus, their actions are decided. Aang and Appa will take Sokka to where Hakoda is stationed before proceeding to the Eastern Air Temple. Tuff will go meet her mother. And finally, Katara will stay behind to assist the Earth King. Yeah, let's these decisions here. Well, not, not the gang's finest uh, moments. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. First of all, they know that the the location that, you know, their, whatever the, the reports were that their father isn't that far away from Ba Sing Se. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I get Sokka wanting to see his dad more than, you know, and, and Katara, like, giving him that opportunity. But Sokka's also really the strategist of the group. Um, so why wouldn't, you know, it would be way more important for him to stay behind and help strategize. Um, also, this is the day of Black Sun. You're obviously trying to orchestrate this massive coordinated attack. What do they think the Southern Water Tribe warriors are doing out on the sea? Just like going for a joyride, they're also going to attack the Fire Nation. Yeah. So if they're able to get these like communicative reports, why not send a, a messenger pigeon or something uh, or messenger hawk to go 
tell them, you know, invite them to Bossing City, and then they could come, and it could be a coordinated attack with the Earth uh, Kingdom and the Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's instead of having to split everything up, just you know, kill the momentum. Toph's mom's in Bossing City, so for all intents and purposes, she's not really leaving the city. She's right. just going to this area. Um, I guess, you know, you can't really expect Guru Patek to leave, so maybe Aang going, they don't know how long it'll be, but at least invite the Earth, or the Water Tribe to the city. I don't know. Um, Just throughout this journey in this episode, there's been this uh, sense of positive energy and think positive, and we're going to make, you know what I mean, this whole... Uh, ride this wave of positive energy they've been riding of all good news and now they need to split up like <sighs> I don't know why, why, is, why is first off I think Sokka's talents are right he should be the king's right hand man in this uh, battle what's his uh, backup to hug his dad and then sit in a boat till he can get a ride back yeah, unless unless they're supposed to be the escort back to Bossing City, it's just yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's exactly like um, you know, there's almost this exact thing happened. I don't know if I don't remember if it was book one or two. I think it was book one, um, with Beto or Bato. Mm-hmm. Beto, mm-hmm. Beto's the song. Um, you know, they they knew that their father was nearby, and and Bato was going to take them to him. And then they realize, no, we can't. We have to go with Aang. He has yeah. to learn, you know, water bending and then earth bending and all that. And it's like, how, I, I get that they're a little bit closer here, but how is this any different? They still need to do what they're doing here. Yeah. And even if you do want to attack on the day of Black Sun, presumably you'd like the Avatar to also learn fire bending. I know. So he's got um, his earth bending master. That's still up. Like, why are you guys. I don't, I don't know. The whole thing's very, I mean, we, we know why they I know. have this happen. And, and yeah. the writers obviously had to make this happen for what's to come, but it just seems a little out of character for the show and a little. Yes. I will say Katara for all her um, skill and, and prowess and in, be, in being a master in waterbending has no military experience. All, all of her experiences in the bending arts and uh, it's raw fighting. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's really uh, not this whole thing. It's like, oh, thanks, I get to go see Dad. Like, what? what why? If, if if the Earth King is, I mean, if the Fire Lord is still gonna control the world in perpetuity, what what, what are you doing this whole show? One easy. Not, well, yeah, I think one easy fix that, that they could have just thrown in, like even just a throwaway line um, to make it a lot more sensible mm-hmm. is if he said, you know, we should have them come here and, and help us plan this attack. It'd be faster if we, you know, just brought my dad and his, you know, generals or, or, or his like board or whatever on Appa. And, you know, if they, you know, it, it, or, or something about like Aang giving him, you know, dropping him off on Appa, going to see Guru Patek and then swinging back or, or, you know, leaving, you know, going to Guru Patek and then having Appa go back and get Sokka and his dad to bring them to Bossing Se. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like then I'd make, you know, it would make more sense. Okay. Well, if they're involved, if, you know, if you want them to be involved in this, then of course, 
it would be faster for them to get to Bossing, say, by taking Appa. Yes. And then it would make more sense to send one of the kids away and split up the group this way. Yeah. Um, a bit yeah. on this day of Black Sun, the... How close are we? You, you know what I mean? We're like, what, what work needs to be done between now and then? And also, just because this is the day to attack, are, how do we attack? Where do we... What is the location? Like, like, there's so much to be done here to be running off in four different directions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and again, the tough stuff, knowing the strained relationship she's had with her parents, you know, it's nice that her mom wants to meet and she's here in Bossing Se, and it does seem very ordinary. It's not like she's going yeah. elsewhere to find her, but don't go alone. The idea that she'd get a note with no note, <laughs> literally just like, here's a scroll saying she's here. Um, right. It's just all very suspicious after the last conversation was like it was literally her running away not like oh my god i haven't spoken to you in so long you ran away i hope you're okay blah blah, blah. like yeah. anything um and let's not forget how powerful the daily is with the control of information that literally yes. for a hundred years they, they've been able to create a bubble of misinformation right, and sustain it that that they every piece of knowledge is filtered through them uh, and that they're, they're just all of a sudden trusting Intel. Oh, guys, that's a, yeah, so much. Uh, it's so much. That's a very good point. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm surprised I never actually suspected, even it, through the first watch, that it might have been the Dai Li trying to plant, yeah. you know, make a plant on top. But and then even if it isn't uh, the thing, just the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was a decoy file that they found or placed, but we'll get into that uh, or not. Okay. Yeah. The next morning, Aang and Sokka prepare for their journey. Before departing, Aang attempts to tell Katara his true feelings for her, but is interrupted by Sokka. The Earth King, while bidding farewell to Aang and Sokka, receives word that a group of Kyoshi warriors will be arriving. Sokka, in a moment of excitement, realizes that the group must include Suki and falls off Appa. He quickly recovers and vouches that the Kiyoshi warriors are strong and trustworthy allies. The Earth King responds that he will welcome them with open arms. Katara hugs Aang and kisses him on the cheek in farewell, causing the Avatar to blush. Toph expresses a rare moment of compassion for her friends, and all four engage in a group hug. Sokka reluctantly before the boys take off. Okay. Uh, where to begin here? I well, uh, Aang, Aang tries to tell, mm-hmm. you know, I guess he's thinking everything's going so well and we're all going to break up right now, so why not? Uh, it's a good um, moment to tell her, yeah. He's about to go on a spiritual journey. He wants to go in with a clean or open self, yeah. It's very... Uh, I don't know about necessarily even the ink moment with Katara, but this whole vibe is very much like in, uh, you know, that that middle scene in Empire Strikes Back when they're leaving yep. uh, Hoth and they're all kind of about to go their own separate ways. Yeah. Um, the fact that Sokka would fall off Appa 
yeah. the news that Suki might be around, but then isn't like, oh my God, Suki's here. Let me go say hi real quick before we go. Yeah. Is also another thing that is very like, and again, we know why it's the case, but it's just yeah. very convenient. It's just that they will be arriving. No word of how soon. And they, That's yeah. fair. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a bit convenient as well. And it certainly, I mean, knowing now, having seen the episode, it, they were there. Like, it wasn't that they were arriving. They were coming up the stairs pretty much. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then and the then, vouching of allies. I mean, that, that just... Uh, how did Azula... Okay, sorry. I'll say it for the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, um, what am I looking for here? Uh, no, yeah, you know, Aang gets his kiss from Katara, and then... Yeah. They also get this, you know, maybe maybe there is something to the Toph and her mom thing because it's also this rare moment of compassion that she's showing here as they're all about yeah. to part ways. You know, she is, uh, I guess, a little different. You know, she's showing, she's very, she's seemingly more vulnerable emotionally. So true. Which so is true. Nice. We, you know who else is vulnerable? <laughs> Zuko, mm-hmm. who's having a second fever dream seeming to have awakened from his feverish nightmares and seeing that Iroh's asleep, Zuko goes to the bathroom to wash his face. When he looks up at the mirror, he's shocked to see himself without his scar or hair, replaced by the shaved head and blue arrow tattoos of an airbender, making him sharply sharply resemble Aang. Zuko soon awakens with a loud scream. He touches his scar, reassuring himself that he's actually awake. Okay. Oof. Oof. He sees himself as the Avatar. Uh, and he yells. Is he scared? Or is he, like... Is he scared because he sees the Avatar and he needs to, like, uh, self-defense? Or is he scared because he's... I don't, I don't know. It's such a weird, trippy thing. that he. Wants. I mean, it's very much... Look, the first, the first fever dream was his was the half of him that's very much dominated by the urge to impress his father yeah. and be the Fire Nation leader he thinks he's meant to be. And the other half of him is this, you know, strange connection with, with Aang, you know, yeah. ever since ever since he freed him as the blue spirit, regardless of his reasoning. Yeah. Um, it's also his life's, his life's calling up until this point has been the captain right. of the Avatar. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a relationship, yeah. I, I do remember being like, not that I didn't realize that his eyes were that color before, but I think with the scar and everything, are Zuko's eyes like yellow mm. <laughs> or gold? Because it yeah. seems like that's like, like he has these, the corneas around the, pu- it, it's very, or, or, or it's, or whatever that is, the iris, I don't know. Um, it's very <laughs> much like golden. You know, it it, lo- it doesn't look green or blue or hazel. It looks like, like, golden fire almost. You know, yeah, I, um, um, which is very cool. You know, I got to. I'll keep an eye out. I didn't notice any eye stuff. Um, wow, just just this. You you just know he's wrestling with something. It, it, dude, it's just just the way that scene, these dreams, made me feel, and. Uh, they connected so hard with what Zuko's going through. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Aang and Sokka make their way over the plains surrounding Ba Sing Se on Appa. 
convinced that things are finally going positively for them. However, back in the city, a Daily agent delivers Long Fangus meal in prison, quietly reassuring him that the Daily remains loyal to him, not the king. Meanwhile, Toph goes to meet her mother, entering an upper ring building that she finds empty. She suspects trickery only at the last minute and is captured in a metal coffin by Master Yu and Shin Fu. Lastly, three Kyoshi warriors arrive before the Earth King, who formally welcomes them. Unknown to the king, however, they lift their faces and the audience can recognize it's actually Azula Mei and Tai Li in disguise. What a, <sighs> what a, oh, God. What a... Uh. <laughs> yeah. um, I know, because it does feel like everything's going so well for everyone, and you're just waiting for that, like, other shoe to drop, and then it just, it just drops a lot. <laughs> so Aang and Sokka, uh, hey, we're going on a boys trip, everything's going to yeah. be bachelor party, yeah. Not well, for them, things seem fine, but, yeah. you know, of course, as soon as they leave, all this shit goes down. Oh, yeah. Um, the Daily agent, you know, <laughs> look, when there's, or a power vacuum will always suck. Okay, I, and and here you have a huge power vacuum in in terms of the the Dai Li leadership, and for the king to just assume, you know, they're kind of proving that. Why is anyone loyal to the king? Like <laughs> why? But but also why is Long Feng the only person being arrested? Like yes, I, I guess mm. you know, are they really going with it? They were just following orders. That's like saying, well, yeah, Hitler's yeah, yeah. dead. The rest of the Nazis. Could just you know go about their merry business. This isn't cutting off the head of the snake, man. Nah, like, exactly. It's a very irresponsible scenario to be in when when you have their leader taken out. They've been willingly, you know, enabling this corruption and and a lot, you know, and and producing it, you know. Yeah. This whole time to just expect them to suddenly be like, well, the Earth King find it found out, so we're just going to be his yeah. little subjects. But he is. A very naive, sheltered Earth King. So, oh yeah, the uh, the meal they deliver, Long Fang, looked nice. I, this is no ordinary <laughs> prisoner's meal. It's like no. some lobster tails, some colossal prawn, and a full bench. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, look, and of course, like, he just goes for the rice. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even eat it because he's just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was fun. Um, but tough. Okay, uh, where she's finally gonna see her mom, and it's a trap. It's a trap. Well, tough. Yes. We listen, you know, you and Shinfu weren't just sent out for nothing. They they were gonna rear their ugly head at some point. And here they do. Uh completely uh outside of this whole daily awfulness. There there is still awfulness in this world for Toph. Yeah, you know, you kind of you know, you, you wonder why Toph wouldn't be more cautious. You know, she doesn't realize, but, like, this is exactly the way they got her the first time. And I, I get that. Well, no, I don't get it. I don't get how she let her guard down this much. You know, it's yeah. this weird empty house. As soon why as that's the case. Why is she alone? Why is she alone? Why doesn't, yeah. you know, well, I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't she suspect at all, knowing how her parents feel about this and how the Dai Li is and everything else, that this might be something weird? She should at least have a brainwash, Judy. Or not, I mean, some sort of something public emissary, yeah. You know, I would love to have seen kind <sighs> of a, a, a Zuko or Blue Spirit move where she has like a decoy mm-hmm. talk. Um, 
phenomenal. I, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't really make sense. The other thing I've always wondered is when do we think these guys actually sent this letter and how long has it been kind of yeah. held by the Dai Li? How long have they been waiting in this house? Or, <laughs> like, have they not been going out into town? What if somebody, you know, noticed them in town? Like, were yeah. they literally just hiding out with, like, waiting they, for her to fall into this trap this whole time? They must have seen her coming. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's a little... <sighs> but but we, we can't even feel, worry. We, we, we can't analyze it because it's the Kiyoshi Warriors... Welcome by the Earth King are none other than Azula plus Tula. <laughs> Home alone face immediately. Shock. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, um, uh, how did they know this was the disguise? They, I think they had like their actual fans in, in costumes. Like, how did they get that? Well, the last time we saw Azula, May, and Tai Lee, they were fighting Suki yeah. and the Kyoshi Warriors. So obviously, they won that fight. Yeah. Um, so not only is it worrying to have Azula there, but where's Suki and is everything okay? Mm. And the other two, or and, and the other warriors. Um, you might be thinking like, well, wait, there's only three of them, but you got to realize that there's no way for anybody in the Earth Kingdom to really know how many Kyoshi warriors there are. Yeah, um, that's right. So it does make sense. They do, you know, they they have the makeup on and everything. It's very convincing. And again, it's just like, why wouldn't, Sokka want to go see Suki and why wouldn't the Earth King you know once he said oh they're like, like didn't Sokka say their their leader is Suki or something like that and they're very trustworthy yeah, yeah. like why wouldn't he say welcome hey, it's nice to be or is Azula pretending to be Suki I mean yeah, perhaps um I don't know all these things are very shocking they're they're wild twists and we again we realize why they're doing it but it just like for I guess on most shows it wouldn't be that big a deal, but for something that like, like Avatar: The Last Airbender, that covers its bases so well all the time, this is a little like a lot of these are very convenient. Yeah. Events. Yeah. Convenient, but epic. And with that, we wrap up another episode of The Boys or The Avatar or whatever. I forget the word. But, uh, <laughs> the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, what a Woo! phenomenal uh, show. Ugh. Any uh, closing thoughts, stuff we may have uh, missed or? Uh... You know, I think that they did a really good job here with Zuko's kind yes. of inner demons battling each other and showing and showcasing that in these fever dreams. It I... would have been nice to see a little bit more, but I feel like limiting it actually was a good thing because it made it that much more impactful. Yeah. Um, the two dragons, real quick. I, mm -hmm. I mean, we know now because we're rewatching our two forces to the. I think they have names of Ran and Shaw. They they will be returning in a later. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So that is another first. Mm -hmm. If these are, are presumably them. Yeah. Um. They're the. That's they're, yeah. Weren't they like yeah. the firebending instructor or like originals? And like these are, we'll say it. We'll okay. get there. Uh, uh, but I'm excited. You know, it's it's great though because again, like this is. I remember when I first watched the series and thinking, wait a second, this is episode 18, and everyone's going in different directions. Like what with her? Like oh my god! Yeah. Like there's only two episodes left. <laughs> what the hell? Um, so it's just exciting to see this going on and 
how are they going to, I guess, wrap up the season, if you will? Um, yeah. And I can't wait to see. I know. Um, the fact that they're so disjointed and, and pulled apart right now, and that this episode started with the question, uh, hey, do we just fly off on Appa? <laughs> or do we, like, uh, there's nothing stopping us anymore. We, we can just tell the Earth King, we can leave, and then uh, you, you see what happens when you go and tell the Earth King. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Man. Yeah. Let's see what happens this- next. And that wraps up another episode of The Boys in the Iceberg. Woo! Well, be sure to follow The Boys in the Iceberg on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for listening. Good night. Flamio, Hotman. <laughs>